0: According to a recent survey, the cost of assisted living facilities are nearing $50,000 per year, and nursing homes are closer to $100,000 per year. In this episode, learn how to possibly take these as medical expense deductions on your income tax return. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. As I stated in the opening, according to a recent survey, the cost of assisted living facilities are nearly $50,000 per year and nursing homes are edging closer to $100,000 per year. This is a lot of money and nobody pays these exorbitant rates unless they have to. I want to make sure if for some reason you find yourself or a loved one in such a predicament, you want to look into the possibility of being able to deduct the costs of the long-term care facility. Now, most of us are familiar with the fact that in order to utilize medical expenses as an itemized deduction for federal tax purposes, medical expenses must exceed 10% of our adjusted gross income. One of the items allowed as a medical expense under the tax law is something called Qualified Long-Term Care Services. Okay, so now here's where you're going to have to pay a little bit of attention. There are some details here, but again, these deductions can be very large, so it's well worth your time to take a, a couple of minutes. Okay, so this, by the way, is also why I recommend, if you suspect that you may be in this situation, that you contact a tax professional. Again, this deduction can be worth thousands and thousands of dollars, so you want to make sure you get it right. Okay, so now the Internal Revenue Code, states that qualified long-term care services means necessary diagnostic, preventative, therapeutic, curing, treating, mitigating, and rehabilitative services and maintenance or personal care services, which A, are required by a chronically ill individual and are B, provided pursuant to a plan of care prescribed by a licensed health Care practitioner okay so that's the actual technical definition so now I want to break it down a little bit so again the, we say qualified long-term care services means necessary diagnostic preventive therapeutic curing treating mitigating and rehabilitative services and maintenance or personal care services that covers a wide spectrum of, of possibilities and pretty much almost any medical treatment that you're getting can qualify for that. So I just wanted to get an idea of what that definition is. Now, the two further definitions that we have to um, come up with are, again, I just mentioned the medical services we're discussing, and they have to be required by a chronically ill individual. So I'm going to go over what a chronically ill individual is defined as, and are provided pursuant to a plan of care prescribed by a licensed health practitioner so obviously I have to explain what a licensed healthcare practitioner is as well and from this point on it won't be as technical I actually read that um, part directly from the Internal Revenue Code just so you would know exactly what we're looking at again these are thousands and thousands of dollars and as you can imagine whenever the IRS is allowing big deductions they want to make sure that you have the proper substantiation if they should ever come and look at you okay So again, we know the definition of qualified long-term care services, and now we're trying to define a chronically ill individual, all right? So a chronically ill individual, again, this is how it is uh, defined in the tax code, is anyone who has been certified by a licensed healthcare practitioner, and again, I'll get into what that is in a minute, as being unable to perform at least two activities of daily living without substantial assistance from another individual for at least 90 days due to a loss of functional capacity. And that 90 days was in the last year. So again, if an individual cannot perform at least two activities of daily living without substantial assistance from another individual for at least 90 days due to a loss of functional capacity, then that would be considered a chronically ill individual. An individual may also be classified as chronically ill if one of the aforementioned licensed health care professionals certifies that individual requires substantial supervision to protect the individual from health and safety threats due to severe cognitive impairment. So again, what they're saying here is that mental illness can also qualify as a a medical expense or or medical um, the definition of... A, a medical care long-term service. Okay, now let's just make quickly go over what the definition of a licensed healthcare practitioner is. This is basically defined as a physician, registered professional nurse, or licensed social worker. All right. So as long as you, your your um, plan was provided by either a physician, a registered professional nurse, or a licensed social worker, they would be considered the licensed healthcare practitioners. Now. I mentioned that that um, if someone is unable to perform at least two activities of daily living. So, what are the activities of daily living? And the activities of daily living again also are defined in a tax code, and they are as follows: eating, toileting, transferring—you know, moving from one place to another, bathing, dressing, and continence. All right, so. At this point, all of this is a long-winded way of defining how an individual qualifies his or her long-term care facility costs as qualified medical expenses. So now that you have a rough understanding of the background, I'm going to give you the simplified version. If a licensed healthcare practitioner, and again, we've gone over that, that's a physician, registered professional nurse or social worker, prescribe the plan, then you'll be able to deduct the expenses. Now I've encountered situations where I had wealthy clients pay substantial amounts of money to live in facilities where they can transfer from an unassisted living to an assisted living to a nursing home all within the same facility. A large portion of the upfront money paid is to offset future medical expenses. These facilities will sometimes give you a breakdown at the end of the year of the medical costs on an annual basis to make it easier for you to decide what to put into your tax return as medical expenses. So, as I had stated earlier, you must, of course, be very careful. I started out by stating that the costs we are looking at can be anywhere from fifty dollars to $100,000. So, as, again, as I mentioned, if you, you can imagine the IRS is going to want you to have substantiation if you are audited. This is, however, a deduction well worth taking if you qualify. I have deducted an excess of $100,000 in medical expenses on a taxpayer's return before, and it dropped the individual's income tax to zero. So once again, I stress that if you feel you may be able to take advantage of this medical deduction, consult with a tax professional and make sure you do it correctly. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com And I'll see you over there. Have a great day.